This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. As I said earlier, unity. But is this driving force to suppress the right of voters? Wrong. And subvert the electoral system itself. President uh, Joe Biden last night, a lot of talk leading up to, we got some copies of the transcript of what was going to be said. Comes out Biden's going to be addressing the nation tonight. Going to be using, in effect, his position as president of the U.S. to get onto TV and address the nation. And folks were like, what the heck? What what do you what do you do? We know what he's doing. Uh, they're they're underwater. They're treading. Well, they're not even treading water. Like we're seeing the hands go beneath <laughs> that crystal clear surface of the uh, almost empty Missouri River at this point. It's going. It's going. And w- what I thought was interesting because I was I was angry, man, and was chatting with some other people that are just like visibly angry. I can't believe Joe's going to go and, you know, just days before the election, we are five days out from the election, five days out. President's going to get on TV and we can, and he did exactly as we imagined, criticized you uh, if you vote Republican. Uh, It was just horrible. Well, and aren't the Democrats the party that like complains about stereotypes? I mean, that's what really makes me angry is that, you know, one crazy conservative person or whatever right yeah. uh and and we're all that you know suddenly we're all ultra maga anybody who supported trump is you know ultra maga is violent is we're all in the Racist. same camp as this as a singular crazy person and you know there's a lot of crazy democrats out there and we don't say oh my gosh everyone who is violent and who's a crazy liberal is the same as this one singular crazy person and so i'm just i'm tired of it and and it's making me really angry and that speech last night was yeah if you if you supported trump at all then yeah you're violent you're crazy you stormed the capitol you're this you're that and i'm i'm that i don't wear fit in flannel and coonskin hats <laughs> i don't fit in that camp i don't either That's not me and I'm, i i i love what trump did for this country uh, and I don't fit in there. So here's the thing. So I'm thinking, and I'm all worked up. We're chatting with somebody else. I'm in a restaurant trying to get a vibe of what it is people are talking about at a restaurant on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Did you just say you're trying to get a vibe? Yeah. He's also saying, I think yesterday he admitted to never eating lunch at home. Do you eat dinner at home, Brandon? Uh, I wish I had a dollar for every time I've heard him say, yesterday I was getting lunch with... Well, it, it's... It, it, People invite me. What am I supposed to do? Say no. He's a busy man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I don't, I'm trying to listen to what these people are just talking about on a Wednesday night at a restaurant, six o'clock in the evening, getting ready for creepy. The pre- I'm just over. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to everyone else's conversations at the restaurant. <laughs> so, like you listening to our conversation here right now, you're creepy for listening in on our conversation. No, but if you're well, at the restaurant, it. you know. Creeping on the people next when to you're, you. When you're in the checkout line, do you listen to what people are saying in front of you? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it occurred to me. So then the president comes out, gives a speech as expected. And here's it, it fell flat. It really, and it's not me. It's not because of me. Uh, I want to offer some proof. But first, I want to go here before we get into what the president said last night. I want to start here because we try to talk about things in the way they impact us. How things affect us. Okay, if this amendment passes, this is what it means to you. What happened in Jefferson City a couple of weeks ago with tax cuts, this is what it means to your bank account. And we try to talk about the things that are most impactful. Five days from now is impactful on us as a country. Yes, what's happening in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Nevada, uh, Georgia, those things are impactful on us. 
one of the most. And this, I don't, I can't think of anything that could make more of a difference on your life, on my life, on Stephanie's life than what went down last night. Powerball drawing. Did anybody get the Powerball tickets? Who's got the winning numbers? This is impactful stuff if you win. But it also is driving uh, It's driving people to convenience stores. I mean, there's there no go. doubt about it. It, it is, and uh, the convenience stores are packed. Based on national uh, reports, I don't believe anybody won. No, nope. I don't think anybody did. So well, that I means the jackpot's going to even be higher. Uh, $1.5 billion for yeah. the weekend. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. Did uh, did everybody buy tickets? Anna, did you get tickets for Powerball? I never buy tickets unless I'm uh, unless it's peer pressure. Yeah, I've never bought a Powerball ticket. What? I I don't know. I just if I don't win on something like that. I mean, I've bought a few scratchers, I guess. And when I don't win anything, I just get mad at myself for wasting my money. Yeah. You know what? And you're exactly right. So I was guilted into it by, oh, come on. I'm like, all right, I'll buy three tickets. By the way, the process for buying Powerball tickets anymore, it's been a long time because I said, like, give me $3 worth of power. Well, now, do you want this plus the quality? Just three dot. Well, is it three tickets or do you want one ticket? My, my God, here's $6. Just give me some lottery tickets, man. You Didn't can use too. the machine. There's a machine, right? They, they, well, and they've had problems with the app too. The Missouri Lottery has, but but they have a lot of different variables than they used to. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, there. I just went up and said I need some tickets. They gave me some yeah. some tickets. Yeah, we all know. Uh, we all know how great Brandon is with technology. There's no technology to it. It's going up, asking the cashier, Powerball tickets, and the computer will pick the number for if you actually yeah. requested. Did you pick the numbers, or you just no, got the random I let, ones? I let the computer do it. So. Didn't you say you have a, had a buddy spend like $100 on Powerball tickets yesterday? He was the one that guilted me. I'm like, all right, I'll buy some, man. And he didn't <laughs> win either. <laughs> Nobody won, apparently. So, uh, but you're right, Hannah. So you go in, and I don't buy lottery tickets. I just don't. But on the rare occasion I do, I'm like, hey, you know, somebody's got to win, right? And then this, and then you start talking with your friends. First thing I start doing is talking about so here's what i'm gonna hook you up if i win i'm gonna buy you a house i'm gonna buy you a car and i'm gonna be and all these things i'm gonna do and you walk out with some excitement and then at 6 15 in the morning when you're looking at your powerball numbers and realize you ain't one <laughs> jack you're like what an idiot why powerball tickets you're right hannah Absolutely right. We no. bought five, one for everyone in our family. We did not win. I, I think we're going to buy five more. Are you going to buy you go. some more? Cheap entertainment. Right. Yeah, it's fun. Well, it's like, you know, I, I, I love uh, whenever we go to uh, the casino in Boonville. Uh, 40 bucks in the slots. That's, it's, an, it's an evening of entertainment. That's, if I win a few bucks or break even, that's cool. It's just entertainment. That's, that's, that's it's also definitely. a donation to education is how I, I like to term yeah. the lottery. Your, your own education. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Good morning, staff. Good morning. Mr. Brian Houseworth. Good morning. Good to see you. Uh, uh, producer Hannah is here. Good morning. My name is Brandon Rather. Marsh, we said hello to him. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's why I think the, the Biden speech yesterday, this, uh, this is all good news. I have been grateful for the past several days. We've been coming on and I think really for uh, if you're a Republican or a conservative, I think we've been able to bring you really good news for several days in a row last night, whether it's poll numbers, whether it's the number of white suburban women that are like, what the hell did I vote for Joe for? Whether it's Hispanic minorities, big story on that yesterday, Hispanic poll numbers are climbing. As a matter of fact, Mark Alford running for that fourth should win that fourth congressional district seat. 
Uh, he's running against, the best we can tell is the mascot for the Missouri Tigers, Truman the Tiger, who hasn't come out of his house. And when he does, he tells the media, he says, but I wear a mask everywhere I go because I'm super safe. And that's what I want for our country. That's Mark Alford's opponent. Mark Alford's here at 635. Uh, so the Hispanics that are, 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 and if we stereotype a Hispanic, Hispanic family values, if we're stereotyping, that is the perfect conservative Republican, really. But Democrats been telling them for years, hey, after you need to vote Democrat. This is the way you need to vote. So I'm getting all angry about this speech and I got to go and buy Powerball tickets because my friends and I'm just, and I listen to the speech in I'll tell you the thing that shocked me and the thing that made me realize, I think, that, yeah, this is it's really, really bad for Democrats. The, the, the tide has been turning back to this red wave, the number of people and who we're saying we're not voting for Joe. Um, all that stuff's going on. And the national news outlets, usually my phone is blowing up with news. Joe said this and Joe said that. And then this morning, and maybe you noticed the same thing, Marsh, but as I'm looking at all the national news, you would think like CNN, MSNBC, USA Today, Washpo, New York Times, all of these outlets. Joe said this last night, and he said, and he tore in, and the, 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 the future of our democracy, the future of our democracy is at stake. And none of these national news outlets, I'm serious, are, are picking up on it. And I think, and for me, that that's telling, like, People. And I mean, Don did Kanye do anything? Because if Kanye did something <laughs> yesterday, we'd for sure get get the get the the alert on my phone. Uh, and Don Lemon, he's right, man. Don Lemon, see it. A lot of people are not, you know, they don't want to be seen with the president. Quite frankly, they don't want to even answer the question about whether they should be running with him or at having having him on the campaign trail, or if they'll support him come twenty twenty. Yeah. You know what, Marsh? This morning we have Carla Steck on. She's here at eight ten this morning. She's running for presiding commissioner in Cole County. I asked her, if, would you like Joe Biden to come campaign for you? <laughs> I think it would be a great question. That would be a good question. It's a valid question. Sure. Because Don Lemon is right. I love on these national news outlets when you get somebody says, do you want Joe to come and campaign for you? Three things surprise me. Number one is when they're not prepared to answer the question. Uh, number two, second thing that surprises me is when they're like, uh, no. Just flat out no. And the third thing that surprises me, I don't remember. But there's three of them. <laughs> three big things that um, surprise me. Glad you could be here today. Uh, also want to get into uh, uh, what police in Columbia are labeling as a rolling gunfire battle. And this is in what I call, I'm going to stereotype, the usual suspect in the part of Columbia that is north of 70, east of 63 in that area. But, uh, man, a lot had a lot of folks scared. There's a rolling gun battle. And if you're thinking this was on Clark Lane, which, by the way, is right close to 63 and 70, welcome into Columbia. Um, a lot of businesses on that Clark Lane. You've got the the, the, the restaurants and the big gas station and the hard, and all that stuff. Where's rolling. Brian Houseworth when you need him? <laughs> Brian Houseworth sitting there at Cracker Barrel. What's this gunfire outside? He loves a good restaurant. But yeah, no, I mean, that it, it's terrifying. If you're just trying to get home, you're on... Yeah, I'm just right. driving home, going to pick my kid up from Battle High School or something. What the hell is it? Traffic stopped, gunfired, the people in cars driving around shooting each other. Um, it's just, uh, it's it's insane. Coming up just a few minutes from now, five minutes from now, daily DC rundown. Stephanie Bell going to peek underneath the circus tent. What do you got for us this morning? Should we go here? Do we have a Paul Pelosi update? 
This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I don't know where y'all been. Hot damn, boy. I tell you, look. Ah, uh, Biden. Hot, hot dang, boy. Oh, he says it's an old Southern saying. He said in Florida in the room and you hear the uncomfortableness in the room like, what? We don't say that down. We say things, and I'm sure a lot of people said this afterwards, because here's something we did used to say down south is, Joe, bless your heart, man. That's getting us into today's daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. Bless his heart. Well, you were talking about how he is not uh, really the favorite in competitive races to campaign with folks. And that is uh, holding true because right now he is on uh, the, the, the trail, on the campaign trail, but only in safe states, which says a whole lot. So he's, uh, he's going to California, Illinois, New Mexico, and Pennsylvania. Uh, Four-state, three-day campaign stop uh, in solidly blue states. They're like, hey, if this is close, you gotta, you cannot come here. And by the way, y'all got a good ice cream uh, shop there in town? Because you know I like to lick the ice cream while I'm talking important <laughs> national policy or lying about the cost of gasoline at our secure border. You know, his birthday's coming up. I think we should celebrate with some ice cream, honestly. I can see the birthday. But the birthday, but it says dunce on it instead of happy birthday. <laughs> Joe. It's going to be bad. Well, he was also in L.A. Uh, yesterday talking to folks. He said, I truly believe this is the scariest thing I've heard in a while. I truly believe we're just getting started. Like, <laughs> just getting started ruining the economy. <laughs> just getting started, what, letting illegals in? I don't, what? Uh, he says he's very optimistic about America's future. And I'm thinking, well, you know, when you're at the bottom, there's really nowhere to go but up, right? Yeah. Hey, we're in last place. We're pretty optimistic. It's like spring training in baseball. Everybody, you talk to the teams in Florida, Arizona, spring training, everybody's got a chance to win the World Series. And, yeah, his his uh, speech included, um, you know, uh, he, he called them challenges, but he's talking about technology has made it easier to corrupt the truth. We've got Russia and China. We've got the lingering pandemic. What? Uh, the after effects of the riot. We have election deniers. I mean, he's just like, you know, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Like, I think one of the other things that happened, I was stunned, stunned at uh, the lack of attention national news outlets gave to the president's speech last night. I mean, it was just like. Yeah, okay. And I think a lot of it, people just aren't paying attention to him anymore, even people that voted for him. Because, again, he's one of those, his reputation precedes him. Maybe he said some really good stuff last night. but Probably not. Yeah, but if he, in, if he did, even, people aren't paying attention because he says gas is five bucks a gallon whenever Trump was in office. He says the border is secure. Uh, he says he met with the inventor of uh, of vaccines or some crazy. I mean, he just and people are like, oh, we're not even paying attention anymore. We are not. We are. I am really paying attention to this Paul Pelosi stuff. The uh, the facts are weird, weirder by the day. I, I just I can't get a grasp on what actually happened. And the more I learn, the more questions I have. The more confused I get. <laughs> well, yesterday, Zoe Lofgren, who is from California, uh, she's on the House Administration Committee chairwoman, sent a four-page letter to Capitol Police Chief saying, like, what are you going to do about this? Uh, you know, how are we going to have plans to protect the lawmakers? And I'm just thinking when so many people are suffering, when when we have, you know, inflation out the roof, we're, we're worried about protecting Nancy Pelosi, who has gobs and gobs and gobs of money to protect herself. We're worried about, you know, what's the government going to do to protect Paul Pelosi, 
from the underwear hammer guy or whatever. I don't know. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. We're Hispanic and we don't check that box that we should be Hispanic and we should be a Democrat. You know, we saw that play out right with the New York Times when they interviewed me, Monica, and Myra. And they called us far-right Latinas because we grew up in a conservative household because we went to church. And so uh, when they talk about this oxymoron about black, you know, conservatives, at the end of the day, we are conservatives. We're an American first and we love this country so much. Are you you're standing behind. Yes. And when you look at your network that you're standing behind, you're saying that you look at Chris Cuomo. I feel like that's an oxymoron, a black Republican. All right. Great numbers yesterday. And really, it's an American thing. It's not blacks, not Hispanics. Uh, it's not white suburban women. Bunch of stories coming out yesterday. Everybody who is still clinging on to the Democrat Party, they're moving away from it. You've got people that are moving away from their own president. Politicians, other Democrats moving away from their own president. You have Hispanics, more and more Hispanics, more and more black people, more and more white suburban female voters, I think is what we heard yesterday, that are moving towards uh, the Republican frame of mind because the Democrat frame of mind, you identify people by whatever they think they are, not by facts. Give everybody money in St. Louis to share what Jones is working on, still trying to put together a plan where they just give poor people money. Just give them, just give them paycheck. Why, why should you have to work for it? Why should you better yourself? Well, so that's the Democrat mindset. More and more people getting away from that. I want to bring in Mark Alford, recovering media guy. Uh, fourth congressional district candidate. He will be replacing Vicki Hartzler five days from now when the election is. Let me ask you, in your campaigns, tell us about some of your dealings with minority voters. Hey, good morning, guys. So good to be, uh, good to be with you. We just passed uh, Warsaw. We're on our way down to Laclede. We're going to meet with some farmers and business owners down there. We're not letting up in this campaign. We're running through the finish line strong and uh, knocking doors, uh, putting up signs, and just listening to people. Some of the people we listened to last night at a little forum that we had next to our campaign office, uh, a radio station here on the Kansas City side uh, did a little forum, and and uh, we had about 100, 120 people show up for that. And it was so encouraging to see um, some diversity in the crowd. And, and what they told me, they volunteered telling me, look, we are sick of what the Democrats have done to the Democrat Party through their divisive nature, their divisive language, their divisive attitude, trying to make us victims. We are not victims. We are victors. That's why we are here today. We are Republicans now, and we want to help uh, help you win, and we like your message, and we want to be a part of that. So that's encouraging. We're seeing that all over the nation. Uh, uh you just heard the sound bites. Uh, people uh, are want to have something positive in their life, and I think I know that the Republican Party is making this turn. That we are encouraging people, we are inspiring people to greatness, and that is what I want to do when we get to Washington. Uh, we heard you got a big endorsement. <laughs> Did you get a big yes. endorsement? So I was driving through traffic yesterday at four forty-five on the way to this. Uh, event we were going to have this next to our campaign office in Cass County. And I get a call. It was from a, a number that I did not recognize, uh, uh, area code. I, I picked it up. I, do I you answer, answer those? You answer. I, do, I, I answer my phone. And people are surprised. I, you actually answer your phone? Yes, I answer my phone. Okay. And I said, uh, is this Mark Alford? I said, yes, it is. Uh, we have President Trump on the uh, other line, and uh, he wow. would like to speak to you for a moment. 
And so he comes on and he says, Mark, I said, uh, how's my favorite president doing? He says, I just want to congratulate you, and you're going to love the news I have to tell you right now. I said, What's it, what is it, sir? I want to give you my complete and full endorsement, and I want to read it to you. And um, he read the whole thing, and I said, sir, we're leaving out an important part, and that's we need something about America first in there. And he yells at whoever was in the office, get America first in there. We need America first. Mark wants America first. So he included that. He came out. Uh, with this uh, on social media, Truth Social, uh, and uh, the news release that he was endorsing us for this race, and I'm so proud to have his support. And um, I just look forward to, to taking this race all the way to the finish line and being a voice for the people. All right. Did you, so you had a fun little conversation with Mr. Trump. We talked for about five minutes okay. about just the state of uh, – he had some very interesting things to say about the current president and what a mess that we're in. And <laughs> I won't repeat his language, but uh, it was it was very colorful. Let's put it that way. Well, our current president also had some interesting and untrue things to say about Trump last night in that speech where he uh, where he addressed the uh, the nation. I got to tell you, so how – and by the way, you and I applaud the fact you're out this morning. You're still campaigning. This Truman the Tiger dude ain't going to win the election. It's all you. We know this, but you still – you do what you got to do, and I appreciate the fact that you are taking nothing for um, for granted. And I, 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 I laughingly – uh, I'm being facetious when I say I love the story. The Kansas City Kansas City Star <laughs> came out with basically it was a hit piece on you, and is what the poor Kansas City Star is trying to do. Well, number one, they're trying because nobody's subscribing to the paper anymore. People aren't buying into that pay for the internet subscription. People aren't, so they're doing. I'm guessing like papers all across the country are doing. Uh, but they talk to people and basically trying to say that you you know you're a bully and you demeaned people at uh, work during your uh, career in in television. Uh, but here are some facts. As I've read this article, the people that I've talked to that have said, and by the way, it's not all bad. I think these people, um, when you work in TV, it's a pretty high-pressured thing. I mean, we ain't all sitting around being nice and, hey, can you give me this? It's not always Are like you calling that. his coworkers snowflakes? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> um but the people that are saying what be con- could be construed as negative things against you, uh, not one of them named in the story. Exactly. Not one of them named. And I'll tell you this, Mark, I don't know if you read this stuff, but everybody then who is saying nice things about you, the Kansas City Star <laughs> quotes, it says this is who is saying this stuff. I think it's, it's, it's poor Isn't journalism. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, do you read whenever there's negative stuff on you? Do you read that, by the way? You know, I haven't read the Kansas City Falling Star in some time. Uh, I don't want to pay to read that, and uh, I haven't picked up a physical newspaper from them in a long time. Uh, But, you know, I do appreciate that uh, they finally got around to covering our race. They ignored our race for a long time. Uh, I don't think they saw me as a viable candidate. They were wrong. Uh, Fox 4, uh, my former station, refuses to cover our race. Uh, the other stations in town cover it and do a fair job. Michael Mahoney is a great reporter uh, for the uh, ABC affiliate here in Kansas City. He does a fair and accurate uh, job. But uh, in general, I, you know, I don't look. There's a lot of people over my 35 years career in television who criticize or try to flatter. OK, and my my philosophy is I don't need either. I don't need 
you know, if my bosses have constructive criticism, that's one thing. But if someone's trying to build me up with flattery, I, my ego does not need that. If someone's trying to tear me down with unjust, undue criticism, I don't need that either. So I have always stuck to my guns. I try to do what is right every day. I try to treat people fairly. I try not to expect anything out of anyone else that I wouldn't do myself and try to do the best job possible because I always look at television and my job as the number one anchor in Kansas City as, as a fiduciary relationship. I treated our viewers as clients and it was my job to give them the truth every day no matter what it took to make that happen. And sometimes that ticked off the management. Sometimes that ticked off other people who did not think that the truth should get out there in its full capacity. And I was not going to lay down and let our clients be half served a meal of half lies and half truths. Because if you got that, it's not a good breakfast. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, in reading the article, the two things I took away from it was, hey, sometimes the mainstream media wrote this script that you said, hey, I'm going to push back on this and actually tell the truth. And then two, that coworkers, you know, that there were times where you were frustrated when when things went wrong. And, you know, I think we'd be better off uh, in this world if more people took their job seriously. And when things went wrong, people were more frustrated that they wanted that, that they were committed to excellence and doing a great job. And, and I think you know, I don't know. I read it and I thought, yeah, this is this is the kind of person I want to. Well, <laughs> thank you, us. Stephanie. I, you know, when I read it, I thought uh, I'm glad they did talk to some people who were uh, favorable to me. Um, I look, I I've never, you know, I'm not perfect, uh, and I've hurt people uh, in the past, and I apologize for that for whatever I've done. But I think we've all. Uh, you know, come in to work grumpy occasionally or done something like that. And, and when I do realize that, if that's brought to my attention, if it ever was brought to my attention, I went immediately to the person, to their face, and said these three things. I apologize. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And that's the way you do it. And uh, then the ball is in their court, and you move on. You know, to have things linger, and in this article they brought up things from 2001 and 2004, Who's keeping track of 2001? They brought up one that uh, I deviated from a script from when Yasser Arafat died. Yeah. I think well, that was, what was that, 2004, Brandon, they quoted that? Yeah. And uh, uh, that I insisted on calling him a terrorist. When And the producer got in my ear and said, oh, you can't do that. Don't call him. He, is a, he was a terrorist. Yeah. Designated by our government as a terrorist. By the, and and I, I, wanted, yeah. I did not want to glorify this terrorist who had done so much against the nation of Israel and had done so much against the world to give him glory in his death. Yeah, well, and I'll go back. I think the Kansas City star, uh, the failing, the Kansas City falling star, as you call it, the other thing, they just don't like you. I'll remember they uh, endorsed your opponent, our local guy, Taylor Burks, in the race. They're quoting a bunch of unnamed sources on the negative things, but all the positive glowing things they say about you, they have sources. It's BS. Mark Alford, uh, 4th Congressional District candidate. He's running to replace the seat currently held by Vicki Hartzler, the election five days from now. He's joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Mark, very early on in the campaign when we talked to you, you called out both Corey Bush and Emanuel Cleaver and said they were the loudest voices coming out of Missouri on on Capitol Hill. How can you work against them and their agenda if you are indeed elected? Well, we're going up there uh, with a passion uh, for the truth. 
Uh, we're going up there with uh, a knowledge of how the media works, uh, the gotcha media that's up there. We're going up there with a, um, a deep desire to hire the right people for our staff. We're talking with uh, uh, communication directors right now, trying to get the best people who are in Washington now that can help us deliver this message. And here's our message that, you know, we are standing for truth. We are standing for our military. We're standing for our farmers. We are standing for what's right in America, for the conservative rule values that truly represents Missouri and not the liberal woke broke progressive failing victimization that the Democrats have perpetrated on the American people. You know, this administration has taken this beautiful ship of America and run it on a reef of despair. They put out the lifeboats and say, hey, y'all come aboard. We're going to take care of you. They just want to control people. We are not falling for that. We're going to get to Washington. We're going to right this ship. We're going to patch the holes. We're going to get it under sail again. And then we're going to wait for a new captain to come aboard in 24. Someone who's going to sit behind that resolute desk and take us to greatness again. All right, Mark Alford. Uh, that's who we vote for in the 4th Congressional District race, 3rd Congressional District race. It's Blaine Lukemeyer. Five days from now, by the way, uh, I am, uh, I'm going to text you a link to a story that I want you to read. The Federal, right. Did you see this story, Steph, from the Federalist? Oh, <laughs> they, they're asking, the Federalist is saying, hey, soon, if, if you're uh, a Republican, you're going to be elected to the House don't embarrass voters. This is not a field trip, okay? You're not the guy to do that kind of stuff. There are some others out there that will, but you're not the guy. I'll text <laughs> this to you. Anything, we got to get going. Mark Alford, 4th Congressional District candidate, man. Thank you for your time. We do appreciate you, and we will chat with you on Wednesday, uh, yes, November sir. the 9th, okay? Love you guys. Take Love care. Love you too, man. Appreciate what it is. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It's to be able to afford to have some folks that are already licensed coming into their, their department. That's John Warden, Law Enforcement Training Institute at the MU Extension. Uh, talking about Parson announcing this week a million dollars for Missouri Blue Scholarship Funds. This will assist law enforcement uh, officer recruits. And I think that's cool. Here's another thing. Listen, here's a way we can help that's ultimately going to help the community because we know because of progressives what's happening. Even with local um, uh, police over the past couple of years. Welcome into the show. We are so glad you are here. And we're talking about that because it's not politics. It's something different. We're going to overdose here uh, in the next few days. Here's what I see. Before we get into some things you can do with your leftover pumpkins, uh, it, it's like I see these people, like even the potential for Zeldin in New York, the Republican, and maybe some changes in Washington, even in Nevada. Uh, I think Real Clear was at 54 yesterday, which I had not seen that number yet. For Zeldin? Well, no, on no on uh, for the Senate, they were predicting. Oh, 54, 54. seats. Okay, I had gotcha. I had heard 53, but 54 is Dumb. is out there. But I mean, so it's like because I don't want anybody to try to think that I'm implying violence. So I'll, I'll try to describe it with the mood I think is like right now. Uh, you have all of these uh, these people, whether they're running for the House of Representatives or the Senate, that are going to shock Democrats and start to right the ship, as Mark Alford just said. It's like they're buzzards circling Washington, D.C., just waiting. It's like the Komodo dragons, the Komodo I uh, islands. They bite their prey and they just poison them because all this crap they have in their mouth. It's not venom. It's just crap. And then they follow that animal for several days until it falls and dies. 
and then they feast. Now it did kind of get sound a little violent, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Pumpkins, I didn't mean, but they're circling, just waiting, just biding their time. Do you do pumpkins this year? What do you do with them afterwards? I know what we did. If, if somebody said, Brandon, Hannah, John. Steph, come up with a list of things to do with your pumpkin after Halloween and decorate the streets with them. <laughs> and when I mean de- when I say decorate the streets, I mean you go and toss them. We'd hit That's them. That's on the list. Catapults. <laughs> catapults. If I owned my own home with a decent sized yard, I would actually just let the pumpkins rot in the yard because then it like grows pumpkins. Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, we did that one year. Yeah. And it makes pretty good. So this is the same stuff. You can either use it as fertilizer or you can make spice latte out of it and drink it. Yeah, most of this is cooking with it. Yuck. Um, I like the uh, build a pumpkin catapult, transform a pumpkin into a canvas and do art, save the seeds, compost. I have pumpkin. one that's not on the list. This is weird. <laughs> if you have small kids and you need to buy yourself some time, a bag of golf tees and a rubber mallet. And kids will sit there for like two hours hammering golf tees 